Hello, and welcome back to Daily Manna, where we're learning to feed on the Word of God, chapter by chapter. My name is Carlos, and today we begin to eat another book, 1 Corinthians. There are three things in three verses that I want to touch in this first chapter that carries through the whole book. These three are Christ, the cross, and the church. Just a little context first. Paul wrote this book to the church in Corinth, and to all believers everywhere, you can see that in verse 2, and he wrote them to address a number of serious problems that he'd been made aware of. This is quite a contrast after the book of Romans, which presents the gospel so masterfully and practically. Yet when we come to 1 Corinthians, we come to what the actual situation may look like. Anytime humans are involved in anything, you can expect that it will be messy and a complicated situation. So here's the first thing to note in this chapter. And this also happens to be the main point of the whole book, that the solution to all the problems that they were having was Christ himself. Jesus Christ is the solution to every problem objectively in the truth, but he's the subjective or personal and actual solution to every problem. The real solution comes from the person living inside of you, becoming more real to you, even more real than your problems and your feelings about your problems. Before addressing any problems, Paul reminds the Corinthians in his greeting and introduction of their beginning and of their going on in the Lord. Listen to verse 9. God is faithful, through whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. They were called into the fellowship of his Son. What does fellowship mean? It means a participation, an enjoyable partaking of Christ and his life with others. So we're all called into the fellowship or the having a share of the life of Christ with others. Our part is to enjoy him. This is the take-home point. Listen, the solution to all our problems is Christ himself. This book shows us at least 20 aspects of Christ Jesus that we can enjoy with others together, sharing him, each one of us having a part. Paul addresses 11 major problems in this book, but there are at least 20 aspects of the unique solution. The solution far outweighs the problems, but only when we actually take the solution. We don't need things, persons, perspectives, or solutions. We need Him. This entire book, let's focus on Him. God is indeed faithful in His Word to bring us back to Christ again and again. Where do we meet this Christ? We meet Him at the cross. Let's see verse 23. There Paul says, But we preach Christ crucified, to Jews a stumbling block, and to Gentiles foolishness. The Corinthians met the crucified Christ at their beginning. God's unique solution to every problem in the universe is the cross of Christ. We have the unique person, Christ, and God's unique way, the cross. The lowly crucified Jesus overturns the pride of elevated human wisdom and the inability or impotence of the old man to turn away from its natural preferences. This is the root of all the problems. So these are the first two major points in this chapter and in the whole book. Christ Jesus, the unique person, verse 9, and the cross of Christ, or the crucified Christ, God's unique way, verses 18 and 23. This brings us to the third verse. 
the third major point, the church of God, which is in Corinth. Christ is the unique person, the cross of Christ is God's unique way, and the church is God's unique goal. Verse 2 says, To the church of God which is in Corinth, to those who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, the called saints, with all those who call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ in every place, who is theirs and ours. This is how Paul addresses the church in Corinth. But we'll see in the rest of the book they had division, heresy, serious sins, even lawsuits between each other, and more. Yet, this is very, very important. Paul called them the church of God in verse 2. Are you sure, Paul, even with all these problems? Doesn't that prove that they aren't the church? How could a church have all those issues? Surely Paul is mistaken. Or at least he could have said, to the very poor, pitiful, barely the church in Corinth, where there is so much room for improvement. But this is not what Paul wrote. Being inwardly led by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he writes, to the church of God which is in Corinth. He had God's view when looking at the church. In the Lord's eyes, he sees his house being built up. He sees those whom he paid the highest price for and the ones who will be receivers of his rich life and nature. Paul was one with God in this. Are we? What do we see when we look at the church? So what then? Is God blind? Doesn't he realize that there are serious problems? Yes, that's why there are 16 chapters in this book. We should be impressed that the first issue to be addressed is the matter of division. We can see that beginning in verses 10 through 13. All the other problems follow this first problem. This addresses all those concerns. But this is not mere correction or rebuking. This isn't Paul teaching them to be better or how to work on themselves to address these issues or even to ask God to help them improve. This is Paul with God's view, being a faithful minister of Christ Jesus crucified to the precious church of God in that city. Paul feeds them and leads them into a subjective, personal experience of the crucified Christ in a daily way. This is what is needed today. Not solutions, not knowledge, not skills to fix problems but an openness and a simplicity to receive and to minister or to share like food the experience of Christ Jesus and this one crucified to the precious church of God wherever we are. Stick around and let's continue enjoying Jesus Christ in the word of God.